Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership, a podcast series that dives into the energy, financial, government, healthcare, manufacturing, and retail industries. The IDC team will discuss hot topics and provide insightful, fact-based research and strategies to help your organization become truly resilient. Presented by IDC on the Voice America Business Channel. And now, here's our host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. Today, we're talking about financial intelligent automation in the digital bank, a very timely and globally relevant topic. Let me give you a little background. By 2022, 40% of in-branch banking transactions will be initiated as pre-stage transactions or appointments for specialists that start on digital platforms but are fulfilled on bank-owned technology and physical locations. Why don't you consume that bit of information? We are going to ask the IDC Financial Insights team for their special insights on what it takes to become a digitally resilient financial institution. We're going to start by looking at intelligent customer experiences. I have with me today the expert analyst team of Mark DeCastro. Why don't you all wave for the video? Mark, say wave hello. Aaron Press is with us and Jerry Silva at IDC Financial Insights. And they're going to discuss how data and automation can improve the customer experience from the front lines of customer services all the way to the back office areas that onboard new customers. So let's do a round of introductions. Mark DeCastro, why don't you introduce yourself to us? A little bit about what you do and briefly, what's your passion for the topic? Welcome, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie D. So yeah, Mark DeCastro, I'm the research director for our consumer banking engagement strategies practice at IDC. And I focus on that interaction between customers and their financial institutions across all the channels, whether they're self-service or employee-assisted. And I've always had a passion for banking and technology, so uh, this is a, a great area for me to, uh, to talk about. Wonderful. Welcome, and let's go to your colleague, Aaron Press, on the panel. Aaron, tell us who you are, please. What's your passion? Oh, I'm Aaron Press. I'm the Research Director for Worldwide Payment Strategies here at IDC. Uh, my passion is fortunately exactly the title of my, or my, my own title, Director of Worldwide Payment Strategies. Payments is something that have been unusually interesting to me. I am a payments nerd. I've spent 17 years analyzing the payments industry and payment adjacent industries like risk, fraud, and compliance, uh, which means I am a real hit at dinner parties. <laughs> <laughs> We know a lot about you now, Aaron Press. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of invitations. I don't know. Digital, virtual dinner parties. That'll make it easier for everybody. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. And rounding out our panel, I'm so pleased to welcome Jerry Silva. Jerry, please do me the honor of introducing yourself. Anything special you want to share with us? Jerry, go ahead. Thanks, Bonnie. It's good to see you again. So I'm Jerry Silva. I'm the Program Vice President running IDC Financial Insights here in the States. I am a recovering banker of 36 years or so. Um, covering digital transformation in banking worldwide. And I guess, you know, it's not necessarily passion, but, uh, you know, this is probably the most exciting time. The last three or four years have been the most exciting time in this glacial pace of technology adoption and banking. So I'm really, really glad to be here at this moment in time. Thank you very much. So we have a payments nerd and we have a recovering banker. Mark, is there any epithet you want to share or a nickname you want to share? My, my goodness, those are all good ones. Uh, no, just, uh, you know, like Jerry, I, I, I've been 20 years in banking prior to this. So I, I too consider myself also a recovering banker. 
Okay, makes for a good panel. Now, here's our format. I have asked the lead speaker in this segment, and that's Mark DeCastro, to send me his favorite movie or song or TV character quote. I'm going to read the quote, and Mark is going to honor us with his interpretation of what in the world the quote has to do with our topic. Then we're going to take a quick, deep dive into the topic. Mark will share some insights on the topic, and then we will ask Aaron and Jerry to agree or disagree, and let's see where this takes us. So Mark's quote, you picked the quote from Ross in Friends, the American TV sitcom on NBC, 1994 to 2004, lasting 10 seasons, and the episode was the one with the cop, 16th episode, 5th season, 113th, first aired on US NBC on February 25th, 1999. That makes this episode 22 years. And here's the quote as he brings the couch up the stairs. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Mark, help me out. What does this have to do with our topic today? <laughs> so so if you know the episode, Ross, one of the characters, he's at the top and he's asked a couple of friends to, to move up this couch up the narrow stairwell in, in New York City, right? And, um, you know, so they're down below. He's up there screaming at them um, and he's saying, pivot, pivot. And, and the last one, he doesn't even say pivot. He says pivot, like, like that changes anything. And, and, and when, when, you, when I was thinking about a quote, I thought this was great because, you know, if you want to look at symbolism, the, the, the couch, the sofa, that's the branch network right now to a lot of bankers, right? Ross's senior management yelling pivot, pivot, pivot. He may as well be yelling to them to transform, transform, transform. And then the poor people below are, are the heads of retail, the people in the branch. They're like, we don't know what you're asking. Um, and, and they're trying to do the best that they can taking this, you know, large couch up these stairs. So I think it's very um, appropriate quote when we're talking about um, the branch in particular, but, but really kind of what the industry is going through when it comes to uh, customer experience. Thank you very much. And Mark, that now leads you into your real role here as the lead speaker on this segment. We're talking about looking at intelligent customer experience in finance, in the bank. So I'm going to ask you, please, to give us a deep dive on what's your POV, what is important on this topic, what do you want to give your co-panelists something to chew on so they can dare to disagree or agree with you. Mark DeCastro, go ahead. Great, right. Thanks, Bonnie. So, so let me open up with the statement. And I really want to preface this, that I'm looking at this from the point of view of, again, the impact of the branch, right? So if you think about branch experiences, they're going to become concierge-like, providing a more customized and personalized experience. All right. So what does that mean? Well, the branch and to some extent, really the contact centers, they both were impacted the most during the last year and a half. Uh, During the height of lockdown, our financial institutions, they became critical businesses, and they had to rapidly protect their employees and respond to emergency orders to shut down the branches. Now, I've worked on business continuity plans and banks, and I can tell you few institutions had a plan for a lengthy shutdown of their entire branch footprint. Now, fortunately, for the last two decades, we've been investing in enough self-service digital tools and and the use of online and mobile banking and the ATMs are available 24-7, that people were able to safely conduct their banking business. And banks have had time to now reevaluate the future of the branch. So as we think about the role of the branch, we need to focus on the best way to engage customers when they enter that branch, or perhaps most importantly, to best merge the use of digital and physical to create an outstanding customer experience. And at the heart of everything is using all this data that we've collected 
and using it in the most efficient manner. So the concierge comment is something that I think becomes more relevant, particularly as we know transactions at the branch, they're going to continue to decrease, right? People are going to use more digital options. But when a customer comes into the branch, we want to wow them with a great service and provide them with an experience that can leverage a data we've already collected or acquired through other means and blend that into their physical experience. So to do this, the bank needs to start thinking about the technology needed to lay the foundation for these experiences. Now, with the foundation, really at the heart of it is data and analytics. They're going to be key in all of these technologies. Um, so first thing is investment in communications infrastructure, including secure next-gen Wi-Fi, planning for 5G, and incorporating more video options. I also would like to make sure that customers can authenticate themselves using things like NFC or touchless technologies. And I'd also make a pitch here for implementing self-service lockers. And these are things that customers can access 24-7. Now, these lockers are interesting, right? We've seen companies like Home Depot provide these solutions. And, and even I've seen Amazon now has some central locations for these lockers. But the locker could help a customer who perhaps needs a replacement debit card, but can't get to the branch until after hours. Now, it would be great if the branch could instant issue a replacement card during regular hours, put it in the secure locker, and the customer can come up, scan a QR code, and a locker opens up, and there's a replacement card. That's a great customer experience. Next, finally incorporate the system enhancements that will allow the customer to truly start an application digital first and then complete it at the branch. Now, we've been talking about this for years, um, and, and there have been certainly some advancements, but, but the process of opening up a new account in a branch today, it can still be quite timely. And a lot of that's more procedural um, than it is actual uh, barriers to the technology. Now, we run a consumer survey every year, and we ask a question, what's your preferred channel to open up a new account? And they can choose one of four. It's branch, it's online, it's mobile, and then it's a contact center. Every year, the branch gets the most responses. Usually, it's about half of the customers are choosing, if they had a choice, they would open up an account in the branch. This is even true for the younger demographics, which I know might seem surprising, but it shows that the branch is really an important channel. And finally, let's just get back to this concierge experience. To me, this means mobilizing the branch employee. By mobilizing, I mean allowing the branch employee to not be tethered to a cube, to an office, or to the teller station, but instead greet customers as they enter maybe even by name, right? There could be biometric authentication when they enter. Hey, Mark, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, and if the customer has set up an appointment, welcome them, have them authenticate and take them where they need to go. This also means employees need the ability to leave the branch and assist with the transaction. And this is gonna be really important when it comes to helping small business owners. So these are just a few of the ways I think we can personalize that branch experience. Thank you very much, Mark. I learned a lot. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually going to a branch and hoping that people are listening and that they will give me that good experience. Let's go around the table very briefly. We want to keep this short. Aaron Press, we'd love to get your POV, agree or disagree with what Mark DeCastro well, shared. I mean, go how ahead, can Aaron. I disagree with that? <laughs> so convincing. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd more add than, than agree or disagree. Um, one thing I would add is, it, it, you know, I don't think you can overstate, though, the importance of that digital channel, um, particularly as that first step. And, you know, from my point of view in the payments world, I really think that payments experiences 
are driving those consumer expectations. The more we experience new payment methods, new payment channels, and see how quickly these things work, um, and, you know, and even in a more retail experience, right, the way that one-click payments, the way that it's easy and fast, the way that person-to-person payments via digital wallets makes things easy, fast, and instant, um, you know, that really drives a lot of experience. And so I think that that is going to have a lot of impact on the bank experience, even if it means ultimately ending up in a branch, but being able to have you know, a really clean interface, a really good experience upfront, because if that initial touch point of the website or the mobile app isn't first rate, they're going to walk into a different branch. Ah, okay. Thank you very much, Jerry Silva. Let's wrap this up. Love your POV on what's been said by Mark and or Aaron. Go ahead, Jerry. So, so just like Aaron, I'm not going to disagree, but I, you know, being the cantankerous banker that I am, I'm going to put some limits on this. The use of customer intelligence is great, but at the risk of quoting yet another movie where um, in Jurassic Park, I think one of the quotes, and I'm paraphrasing here, scientists were so excited about the fact that they could do it that they didn't stop to think it, they should. And so here we're talking about, first of all, differences from region to region, from town to town, from country to country, in terms of what to what extent can you use customer intelligence to deal with customer interactions. So Mark, for example, mentioned, you know, walking into a branch and saying, hey, Mark, how are you today? That would play really, really well in some very small markets in the U.S., particularly if you're a, a small business and you come into the branch every Friday to make your deposits. That wouldn't necessarily play so well in other markets. You know, in other markets, you want to remain anonymous as a customer or you prefer Mr. DeCastro instead of Mark. And so the key here is to use that customer intelligence, but also to put that layer on top that says what's appropriate in this particular market for this particular customer based on either consent, you know, explicit consent that the customer's given you or uh, or just some general rules. You know, we've all talked about the creepiness factor of knowing your customers too well and maybe seeing a, seeming a little too intimate with those interactions. So I agree with everything that's been said. This is a tremendous uh, way to use intelligence, but you do have to be careful about how you use it. Thank you very much. I want to thank the IDC Financial Insights team, Mark DeCastro. Wave goodbye. Aaron Press, thank you. Jerry Silva, what a great start to this brand new podcast series. And thank you to our audience, to our listeners for joining us for Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. Bonnie G. Graham signing off. Find us. Follow us on the voiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com business channel will be there. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. IDC is committed to helping IT and business leaders build the future enterprise. Email your comments and questions to insights at idc.com. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham on the Business Channel for additional sessions with IDC. pandemic has demonstrated that resiliency is now a business imperative in today's interconnected global economy. 
However, traditional modes of business resiliency are not enough. These programs typically focus on safeguarding distinct enterprise functions or business on a fragmented basis. Digital technology is the linchpin to modern enterprise resiliency, so much so that organizations must create a new resiliency approach. Digital resiliency. Join the IDC team as they discuss hot topics and provide insightful, fact-based research and strategies for becoming digitally resilient. Tune in to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership on the Voice America Business Channel.